Welcome to the RMMTV podcast. I'm Rennie McLean. We are into the supernatural. We believe that the supernatural is the way that you're to walk, the way you're to live. I'm Dr. Marina McLean, and I know that this is a time to walk naturally in the supernatural, grasping all the facets and infrastructure that keeps your mind tuned to what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. Come and find out how to walk in the supernatural by becoming a subscriber to RMMTV now. Welcome, welcome to the Infinity Center. Thank you for joining me right here. I praise God for the atmosphere that we're creating, speaking the things that are to come into this now. Wonderful, wonderful Jesus. Father, prepare our hearts to receive from you. Father, prepare our hearts to be stretched by the revelation and the understanding that you are doing in this season. We open our whole heart up to you, Father. Search us. Oh, let's have a moment. We call it sanctification. Let's have a moment where we sanctify ourselves in his presence. We ask him to cleanse our members, cleanse our thoughts, cleanse our hearts, cleanse our imagination, cleanse even the intents of what we are going to do. Those things that we have not done yet, but we're going to do. Oh, right here at the Infinity Center, we welcome in his presence. Yes, yes. Thank you, Father, for momentum. Oh, hallelujah. The building up. That snowball effect, once it starts rolling, it gathers momentum, it gathers speed, it gathers victory. Oh, somebody say hallelujah. It gathers testimony. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, we give God the glory for the testimonies that you've sent into us from receiving out of this momentum. Oh, thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. We receive from you tonight. We receive from you tonight. You know, as I open up, Dr. Rennie has challenged all of us, hasn't he, with the teachings on um, the Antichrist. And, you know, I had a discussion with him just a few nights ago, and I said to him, you know, you stirred up something in me, and I want to bring that message to you tonight. I'm glad that I waited because we we shift gears, but I want to just bring you back to that because I think it's so important what he stirred up that that uh, at some point we continue to talk about it and to get it into our our vocabulary that we are in the last days and there is a characteristic there is a culture just like how there's a kingdom culture there's a culture of the antichrist we know it's a system we know it's a spirit we know it's a person that is to be revealed but while we are looking at those specific things there are characteristics that let us know that uh, the antichrist spirit is a spirit of this age and let's recognize it so let's talk about that tonight and highlight certain key factors for you to really grasp the not just the urgency of this but the knowledge of this we're to walk in knowledge paul prayed my little children jesus prayed my little children i would not have you ignorant and i and the last thing i want you to be is ignorant of the times that we are in 
I want to read to you a scripture that hit me so strongly the past few days, and that is Daniel 7, verse 22 to 26. Until the ancient days came and judgment was given to the saints of the Most High, and the time came that the saints possessed the kingdom, thus he said, the fourth beast shall be the fourth kingdom upon earth, which shall be diverse from all kingdoms, and shall devour the whole earth, and shall tread it down and break it in pieces. And the ten horns out of this kingdom are the ten kings that shall arise, and another shall rise after them, and he shall be diverse from the first, and he shall subdue three kings, and he shall speak great words against the Most High, and shall wear out the saints of the Most High, and think to change times and laws, and they shall be given into his hand until a time and times and the dividing of time. Look at that. Time and times and the dividing of time. But the judgment shall sit and they shall take away his dominion to consume and to destroy it into the end. Daniel is writing about the last days until the ancient of days came. And so we're understanding that the Antichrist revelation, the Antichrist understanding is not, didn't just happen when Jesus came and talked about the, the son of perdition in the book of Revelation. It was spoken of by certain prophets. And Daniel is one that gives key understanding not only to uh, who the Antichrist is and the system of the Antichrist, but the nations that, uh, that are prominent in these end times. And I, I, that's not what I want to go into today, tonight, I should say, at, at the Infinity Center. But I, what I want to really tap into is the characteristics. When I was growing up, the book of Daniel has always eluded me, kind of. Uh, I call it a mystery book because it spoke of things that were to come, not just the, not just the telling of... Um, the interpretation of Daniel's dreams, but he spoke of things to come, right? And it was always intrigued me as a as a younger growing up in the church. But I, as I said to Rennie just recently, because he tapped into this in me, I said we grew up understanding. We had prophets that broke down the book of Daniel that told us the various nations' names, even though then it was the ancient name of them. Now we have the modern day name of them, and that was back in the 60s and 70s where we grew up, right? But all of these things were seemingly to us afar off. It, it, it might happen in our day, and we were learning this with our parents, and we were in the same generation as our parents hearing this. And it just sometimes went over our heads, and sometimes it scared us because we didn't fully have the understanding. But we are in the last days, there are there are signs of the times that let us know we're in the last days. Those of you that understand the scene of the blood moons um, for, for, the, for those seven years of the blood moons showing up and people being alerted that these are the end times. These are the signs of the end times. The plague, the pandemic that we just had is a sign of the end times. The currency changes the inflation changes, the fluctuation of resource 
in the marketplace and on um and in mainstream come on um nasdaq right and 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 the bear market and the bull market all these things shows us the end talks about the end times could we see the fluctuation of them this this new currency that, that will one day do away with money um you know digital currency bitcoin and all the other coins that have come out of this system that is taking place so we know that we're in the times of the antichrist the antichrist system is here but are, are our eyes open that we see the characteristics meaning the character of the antichrist and what that will do i read the scripture because one of the things i want to just sow these seeds first before i get into the main chunk is that when i look at society today i see sedition and sedition is the incitement of resistance to or insurrection against lawful authority when we talked about sedition um previously when we talked about in, in on biblical terms it is the undermining of authority and um law lawlessness and uh, I, I, the word has just left my mind for a minute but it i'm sure it will come back but but when we talk about sedition it's the incitement or resistance to or an insurrection against lawful authority and here in the United States, those of you that are watching this from overseas, you saw two years ago an insurrection take place in the United States and that you thought you would never, my friends that are international, um, was texting me and, and calling Dr. Rennie and I and asking us uh, to explain this to them because they never thought that they would see that in a major power country. They thought they would see that in third world countries where there is a lot of... Uh, to be polite, a lot of um, coups and uh, a lot of political jostling, but they never thought they would see that happen in the United States. Men are lovers of themselves. And that's not just men, that's just humankind, are lovers of themselves, meaning that they have no suppression of appetite. Their appetite is perverse. They want to highlight themselves. They think of themselves as gods. And I was talking to a friend just recently, and um, the word narcissism came up. And we were talking, and I said to her, and she, I had to ask her to clarify this for me, because I said, is narcissism the same as um, Jezebel? And she said, no. She said, I know Jezebel is, she, this is her clarifying it for me. I know Jezebel is a spirit, and I know Jezebel is a personality, and Jezebel can be a system. And it can be male or female. But when it comes to narcissism, narcissism is particularly a male dominant character. And then she went on to explain to me that, that there are tests that show the, dif the different levels of narcissism. So there's levels in this narcissistic character. Blew my mind. And so I'm, I'm, I'm saying that so that you understand that when we talk about men as lovers of themselves, it's not just being boastful. It takes on a whole new parameter of expression because in the last days, when we're talking about men are lovers of themselves, there's no restraint in how they love themselves. There's no restraint in their perverse appetite. 
and again, my next one is perverse appetite and lust. It can, lust is a, let's say a better way, it's an appetite because I've said a perverse appetite. It's an appetite that cannot be suppressed. It's an appetite that has to be fed at all times. I included in that, when I did a teaching a few weeks ago at a church, I included that gluttony. Gluttony is a crave for food. It cannot be suppressed. No matter how much you eat, you are still hungry. That is a spirit. Anything that cannot be, uh, that you cannot put under self-control, come on, is a spirit. That's how Jesus saw it. That's how Jesus dealt with it. And that's how we kingdom, I'm not going to say church, I'm going to say kingdom culture. Kingdom culture is to cast out devils. Kingdom culture is to tread, uh, have uh, serpents and scorpions. We tread on them underfoot. We don't run from them. We bring them into our control and we squash it. We don't just rebuke, we squash it. Somebody, somebody's going somebody's gonna to write, type that in, right? Another thing that uh, is, a, is a characteristics of the Antichrist is truth. What is truth? Renny and I laughed the other night when we listened to the news. And the, it says, um, uncircumstantiated um, truth. And we're just like, isn't that a lie? They don't want to say it's a lie. They just said it's unsubstantiated unsubstantiated they don't want to say there's doubt unsubstantiated truth unsubstantiated fact i'm saying that's a lie but they they now have subtle ways that they don't say they don't call a thing a lie uh, old school if it if it sounds like a duck if it quacks like a duck it is a duck right now we have new ways of saying something isn't truthful um, without saying that they, that this is an outright lie. So truth has fallen into the streets. Fear. Fear is a major stronghold that is on every level in our lives. We fear our we fear poverty, we fear lack, we fear losing our homes, we fear losing our family, we fear losing our job, we fear in the pandemic there was another heightened aspect of fear because you feared getting COVID uh, rather than having COVID. And so there was just different levels of fear. There's fear in travel. You don't know if you're going to get home because of the delays in the on, on the airplane. There's delays in the lack of staff, you know. And so this is a constant spirit that we are facing. And that's separate to the fear of who we are and our own fears, daily fears. There is deception, deception in the on the on the highest level, in the highest level. Deception where you're looking at a thing, you're calling it what it is, and the subtlety of deception is they make you second guess yourself. And in the second guessing of yourself, then you, then you doubt what you see is truth. This is happening so much in our culture today that people don't know really what truth is. There's, people, there's friends that have told me I've stopped listening to the news because I, I don't know who to believe. And I say to them, um, there's certain things that you can go and look up and read 
the full description. Get the transcript. Read the transcript. If you don't believe that, read the transcript of what the person says. Get the full truth. There is a way to get the full truth. And so what are we living in that we are so far removed from what truth is? Jesus said, come on, let's get, let's get basic. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And I was, I was riding in today uh, talking with Rennie. I said to him that one of the things that he, he said so many things, but one of the things that he said years ago that I still hold on to and I reminded him of it. I said, he said, truth can be measured against any lie because truth was before the lie. Truth was while they were lying, and truth will remain after the lie has been found out. Why? Because truth is absolute. Somebody's going to grab a hold of that. I know you are. Because when a person starts the deception, the perverse appetite, when they start uh, incitement and sedition and lovers of themselves, the, the, the root of all this is the lie and the deception and the fear of being caught out. And while that is still being woven and intertwined and being passed along, truth is the measuring stick for morality. Truth is the measuring stick for everything that can be weighed and proven to be a lie. Because truth is the highest type of reality. Somebody's going to say, I, I love truth because it's the highest type of reality. Let me get to the, that, that was my foundation. Let me get to the fullness of my message. Before I do that, let me explain why I read um, Daniel 7. I really wanted to bring up verse 25, but it, I, I knew it would be lost if I didn't bring out the rest. It says, oh, and he shall speak great words, against the most high and shall wear out the saints of the most high and think to take to change times and laws that they shall be given into his hand until a time and times and the dividing of time the antichrist system has a way of wearing down the saints. I call it the war of attrition. It's, it's listed uh, after my notes of deception. And the war of attrition, we, you saw this in World War II especially. It's not in the wars today, but it, especially in World War II where they would just keep dropping bombs um, over a area because it, it wears the people out. Uh, they cannot move about. It's that war of attrition. They just get tired of it. And so they get tired so that they give up. You saw it in, in a siege, when they siege a city. It's that war of attrition. Nothing gets in and nothing gets out. So they have to use up all their resources. When we get into, um, we see this in warfare, when we get into certain things that we're um, preparing for, we see that the intercessors, the, the ones who stand on the wall, and oh my gosh, I'm sure pastors when they hear this is just going to be jumping up and down saying, preach it, Dr. Marina. Your people that should be standing on the wall, that should be your prayer guard, that can see things that are coming from afar off. I'm not talking about your prophets. I'm talking about your intercessors, the praying engine of the church. 
they are going through their own war of attrition, they, their family, their health, their finance, their job. Things are just wearing them down. And when it wears them down, then the enemy has power and control because the very... For more breakthrough encounters, visit us on rmm.live.